Informative. Educational. Objective. Inclusive. Comprehensive. This is Progress Report. Updates and conversations from the Government Information Service. Good day and welcome to another episode of Progress Report. My name is Ivan Kana. This is my co-host Glenniva Hajj and we are back for part two with Dr. Olofemike Banks-Devenish um, talking about mental health. When we left off, um, we touched on something that's rather interesting. I don't think much people know that it exists. So there is a hotline called SAFE. Yes. Seven two three three, yes. no four nine seven, no, no five eight two, no, no. no seven two nine, no two three five, no four seven six, no five eight one, no five eight three. It is seven two three three. Nothing else you dial before it. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. provides support. It does. What kind of support? Um, so safe was actually an initiative between. Um, the ministry and the Hats and Heels committee. Um, It was in the works for a few years. years, um, And it was started to be a domestic violence hotline. So SAFE stands for Stop Abuse for Everyone. Stop Abuse for Everyone, that's good to know. Because men are abused as well. Yes, yes. Men, children. And I don't mean to cut you off. And that is why it was so important that we said Everyone, okay. I, I know persons, and we're, we're sitting here, and we all play different roles. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm happy that Dr. Banks' definition is here, and we can speak about safe from the psychosocial aspect and the DV aspect because I have been involved with safe. DV is domestic domestic violence. violence sorry, okay. yes, it, it. You know, I've been involved with safe from its inception. Mm-hmm. I know the struggles that those lovely ladies from Hats and Heels that we went through in terms of funding and training and the revelation of all it would take to get a a hotline up and running and the the behind-the-scenes walk of what that looked like. And just to provide just a little bit of historical background on that, the DV hotline was just at the point of being ready to be launched when COVID hit. And the ministry, because we work so closely with the Ministry of Social Development, the ministry recognized the need for a hotline to deal with the psychosocial aspect of what was happening with COVID. And so the two were merged, and we now have our first domestic violence slash psychosocial hotline, Mm -hmm. which I'll now turn over to Dr. Banks (laughs) and I'll speak to how exactly... And that works. We know that there is no number before it. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely free. Yes. There is no charge. Mm-hmm. It works like a 911 call. You can have zero dollars, zero cents on your phone, and you can still make this call. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like to, whenever I speak about it, I like to publicly thank Flow and Digicel, both um, communication networks 
for agreeing to this and coming on board because I know the work that went into being able. They said, sure, let's go. Um, So tell us a little bit about the behind the scenes. It's manned 24-7? Yes. It is man and woman 24-7. It's person 24-7 by a team of individuals trained in mental health and psychosocial support, trained in psychological first aid. So these would be people who are able to offer basic counseling, people who are able to offer support, people who are able to liaise with other necessary agents. Um, Example, for domestic violence, we would liaise with SIU if needed. Um, That's the department within the Royal Angola Police Force that deals with domestic violence and abuse. Um, Needed and wanted, because I think it's important that we let persons know Mm -hmm. that you don't... Persons who, who... I'm going to use the word men, person, who who respond, our our first responders, and that's what we refer to them as, they'll never make that call without your consent, Consent. without your permission. Mm -hmm. And I I think it's important because sometimes persons just need a space where they can talk. Yes. Okay, so so let me break it down a little bit. There are persons that pick up the phone when you call for help. 7233. Correct. Mm -hmm. And unless, if the situation is dire and you need police intervention, they don't just call. They wait for you to request that, is what you just said? So, it always depends on the situation. I will put that as a disclaimer because, (coughs) as a psychologist, I have a professional obligation. um, If someone is in acute danger, to do my best to protect them or to report that. Um, The thing with abuse is and you would know this um, just through hearing about court cases, the survivor always has the option of dropping a case, right? Uh And that's because as a consenting adult, it's your choice what you want to do with that information. So if someone's life is at risk, that is not a question that we Mm -hmm. will ask. But if it's a situation that someone is in and they... Uh, struggling with, do I want to get out of this? How do I cope with this? That is a decision that that individual gets to make themselves. Do I want this information to be shared? Do I want this person that I'm speaking to on the phone to speak to anybody else? Or do I just need a space? Okay. So if if it's a life-threatening situation, yes, we have an obligation to report. But if it's a situation... And when I say life-threatening, I mean acutely life-threatening, as in imminent danger. danger. That is when we have an obligation to support, um, to report. But in situations where someone is going through a difficult time, it could be a situation where they have been abused in the past, it could be a situation where they're currently abused. It's up to them if they want that information to be shared. So So, so again, there is support services Mm -hmm. that's confidential, that's free, Yes. Mm -hmm. That's something that we shouldn't be shying away from. Yes. Mm-hmm. 7233. Yes. You're having a difficult time. You've been abused. You need an outlet. You can pick up and somebody will answer. Yeah. And I want, I want to touch on the word confidential again because mm-hmm. I feel like that is one of the main reasons that a lot of people shy away from accessing services. Mm-hmm. And as a professional, coming, coming back to Anguilla, in this society, I think, 
one of my main objectives was to kind of try to change the narrative about people in the government or people in these services can't be confidential. Mm-hmm. Um, I take that extremely seriously, extremely seriously, because I feel like people need that space mm-hmm. and they need to feel comfortable enough to come to that space. Right. Um, there would have been unfortunate situations in the past or there would have been some situations where confidentiality was broken wherever Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of perpetrated that narrative that there it doesn't exist, but it oh. does. And it's something that I, as a professional, and the team at SAFE take very seriously. Extremely, extremely, ex- I can't emphasize it again. <laughs> extremely seriously. I, I, will, I will tell you how safe SAFE is. <laughs> oh. I am sitting as the president of the board that, because again, SAFE originated as this DV um, hotline, and there was a board for stop abuse for everyone. And I sit as the president of that, and I have no idea. I am not one of the first responders, so I don't know of any of the cases... I don't have that information. I don't have access to that information. There is no way for me, as someone sitting on the board, to have access to that information. Mm-hmm. And and that just goes to speak to the level of professionalism and the processes and things that are put in place mm-hmm. to ensure that confidentiality is not breached. Mm-hmm. And again... Mm-hmm. SAFE is not just for persons who are in DV situations. Mm-hmm. It sort of materialized and became something more. And yes. if you can speak to what psychosocial support mm-hmm. is and who can call SAFE and for what reason do you need to call SAFE? Um, if you need to talk. Mm-hmm. Psychosocial support is basically... If anyone is experiencing any mood difficulties, if they're experiencing any emotional challenges that are affecting their functioning in whatever aspect, whether that's home, whether that's work, school. So basically, it's a hotline for anybody that needs some kind of support with mental health or with emotions, um, with social issues that they're having. That, that's anxiety, as anxiety well. yes, definitely. Depression. So if persons are considering self-harm, definitely suicidal. Children can jump on this line, adults, everybody. Yes. Uh, there Once is, you have access to a phone. phone. There, there, is a, there is a special way that we deal with children, though, if I'm not mistaken. Because, again, children can't necessarily give the consent the way that adults do. And so it's, yes. it's dealt with a little bit differently. But they still have access. But to I'm, I'm asking this based on, again, we go back to the previous episodes with one in five children. Attempting or uh, thinking about suicide, so they can pick up the phone and call and speak to somebody. They can, mm-hmm. they can. Yep. So, so, and and I always have to look. I don't always have to. I tend to look at things. <laughs> I gotta self check myself. Uh, I tend to look at things through the marketing eye a lot. This number, why isn't this just blasted, pasted, and everywhere? That big orange billboard and was that wild Blake? Yeah. And it's, it has not come down. It's still there. How many people use the Wild Blake Road? 
everybody because <laughs> you have to pass it in order to get from the valley. And we, when we say wild lake, we're talking about that open field, not field, but that open area across from the wild lake hill. There's a big safe. Can I make a suggestion? Yes, yes. sir, Master Mark. All of you. <laughs> With your electronic billboards that are doing it for business, sponsor some time and put mm-hmm. this out there. The children see it, the adults see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I don't see it there, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna call you <laughs> and ask you personally about it. Mm-hmm. I think it should be random text blast. People need a reminder. Mm-hmm. People need a reminder. Yes. Because you don't know in that moment. That text might come to their phone, and that that it, it, that's not something that we should stop. And I think that's something Digicel and Flow will jump on. I know they are great corporate citizens. Uh, we just need a bit more of that from other persons. Not that I notice. I can even use randomly to post on the stories for government and those type of things because this is amazing. I I didn't know that this level of care and therapy uh, existed for free. I might add that mm-hmm. and confidentially. Um, and that's important because we, we just, we, we touched on it in the last episode. We often just need somebody to talk to. Yes. Yeah. And that can, that can be a start. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe for all we know, that's probably one of the things that's kind of like jumpstarting this resurgence, or uh, uh, this acceptance of what counseling can do for persons. Mm-hmm. Um, so few parents maybe you might want to try it out mm-hmm. and give it a call because I know there's a lot of pressure I remember mm-hmm. um, during the pandemic a lot of things are missing in the government press conferences um, but because I'm there and I have to pay attention I don't miss much <laughs> <laughs> and I remember the, the minister the honorable Deanne Kentish Rogers she got a bit passionate and almost teary mm-hmm. when she spoke about the children and the rise in abuse cases with the children being home we go back mm-hmm. to the fact that schools are an escape for a lot of children. Mm-hmm. There was sexual abuse on the rise. There was domestic violence on the rise. And I remember her mentioning this now. Yes. Um, domestic violence. Domestic violence. Mm-hmm. 80 something percent, I think. Hold on. You can't do that kind of thing to me with figures. You know, you don't respond well to that. The one in five I ain't get over yet. So you're trying to tell me that during the pandemic, with everything we got going on, mm-hmm. we still okay. And it's because, as you said, school is an outlet for mm-hmm. children the same way that walk is an outlet, outlet for adults. Yeah. So whereas you were only at home for certain hours in the night, now you're at home with your partner and your children for the whole day. And unless it you have the tools for conflict resolution, yeah, it could easily become a very difficult situation to exist in and it, it that's is. how it manifested it is. and and i must i must say this mm-hmm. our figures rose dramatically mm-hmm. and it was not exclusive mm-hmm. to anguilla mm-hmm. you know when i speak to my regional counterparts mm-hmm. every single country mm-hmm. every single member country of carawa which is the caribbean women's association Every last one of them reported increases in their DV numbers. Internationally, we saw the same thing. So it's not exclusive to Angola. And I think that is why there was that particular push Mm -hmm. to get the hotline up and running Mm -hmm. during the COVID pandemic. Because you know that this is what happens. 
in emergency situations, in natural disasters, in these tense situations, we know that you see the emergence of mm-hmm. abuse. The numbers of abuse tend to go mm-hmm. up. So, and we did we did a lot of work during the pandemic um, with various community members. So we did a lot of work with hospitality workers. We did work with teachers. We did work, and when I say we, I mean the psychosocial support team that was formed during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was because we recognized that that pandemic did a lot to people's mental health. It was loss of income. It mm-hmm. was change in roles. It was domestic violence on the increase. It was fear of health issues and death it was confusion as to what what's the way forward it was it was a lot for a lot of people and it still is a lot still mm-hmm. and i think i would be um honest to say that now that the pandemic is reducing my expectation was that the demand would also reduce but i'm seeing actually the opposite okay can i put a pause here yes you may. i'm gonna say this again Dr. Olafemike Banks-Devinish is not going to openly ask, and she is, I'm not diminishing her role, but I'm saying again, on this episode, if you missed the first one, <laughs> that we need 12 people, 13 people, 15 or whichever people she wants to provide <laughs> the support, because this is broad. If we go back to what you touched on, you provide, it's you alone in your department. And you provide support services, our oversight on a number of different tiers and levels. Mm-hmm. And we see what's going on in society now. And now you're telling me that COVID multiplied that. Mm-hmm. And the residue of it is still there. And we don't know what monkeypox is going to do. We don't know oh what Putin God. is going to do. Hard. <laughs> it's not so hard, Ivan. I have not allowed you to introduce that topic into the show. But the premier touches about a couple of shows. And I tried well. to shut it down. I tried to shut it down, but it doesn't mean that it's not the reality. The reality is, is that we are not in isolation. We do not operate in a vacuum. The things that we thought was taboo as Anguillians are not knocking at our front door. They're in the living room sitting and waiting for us. That's the reality of it. With a cup of tea. With a cup of tea. Bush tea. Bush tea. They probably pick the bush themselves. So it's right there. It's home now. And we can't shy away from this. Mm -hmm. Because we're seeing it in our schools. We're seeing it in our marriages. We're seeing it in our churches. We're seeing it in the workplaces. Mm -hmm. We We are seeing the degradation of society and the family unit in a lot of areas. But there's hope because there is... Programs. National Parenting Program. There's the National Parenting Program. There's SAFE, 7233. There is Dr. Olaf Banks Devonish. She can't provide service to everyone, but she's going to get the support. Another plug again. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have mm-hmm. somewhat of a path away forward. Yes. Mm-hmm. So let's bring it back a little bit, if I may. Mm-hmm. And I'm, again, I'm guarding my words. <laughs> I'm guarding my words a I little can bit. see the struggle. It's, it's, it's bad. It's really, really bad because I, I tend to just want to really get to the meat of the matter. But honestly, outside of safe, mm-hmm. and it's a popular topic we don't want to touch on, but we have to touch it. Because the women tend to advocate for each other. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of men who are in true abuse. Mm-hmm. It might not be physical but the psychological abuse mm-hmm. that men go through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
you have men who struggle to be fathers. Mm-hmm. When I say fathers, I mean being present in the role because of situation. Mm-hmm. You have men who struggle with self-worth because they're ripped apart mm-hmm. by the women in their lives. Some even started with their mothers because the relationship with their mothers and their fathers was so rough. And we don't want to touch on these things. But now we're seeing these things festering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What support is there for men? Can a man come and sit with you as a woman mm-hmm. and get the support that he needs? They can and they do. They can and they do. Mm-hmm. So they're reaching out. Yes. That's good to know. More That's extremely so than good. Before. Okay, so what's causing this revolution? I honestly, my hypothesis without mm, any ground research, without <laughs> any full. I didn't hear that word since meds. <laughs> this is why we know we have a doctor in the house. Yeah. Um, my hypothesis is that a lot of men felt more comfortable opening the door when COVID happened because it was more of a financial. Kind of difficulty, you know, the role as the breadwinner, the, the breadwinner, mm. the provider mm. that is broken down. So the expectation is that you would be stressed. Mm. So once the expectation is, well, once that exists, and you have now the opportunity to speak about that, you can then speak about other things. So I think it's not that men don't want to talk; it's just how do we get them get them there. You, you said something that you touched on in the previous episode, and I'm sorry, Glenny, because I, 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 I think I'm jumping ahead of you. No, go ahead. You said the stress. Mm-hmm. And you said way back when, um, and possibly, it's a possibility as to why counseling is frowned upon, are uh, not seen by mm-hmm. certain or poor parents and stuff. It's mm-hmm. because they considered everything to be stress when there were mental health mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. How much of what we still characterize as stress is actually deep-rooted mental health issues. A lot. And it's sometimes hard to tease apart because stress and anxiety carry a lot of the same symptoms. Mm. You know, the heart palpitations, the difficulty sleeping, trouble relaxing, the eating, either not eating or the overeating, Mm -hmm. the avoidance of certain social situations. They carry a lot of the same um, symptoms. But I think... Because COVID-19 and Hurricane Irma before COVID-19. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we have just entered. <laughs> we have just entered hurricanes. We considered um, periods of chronic stress. So everybody mm-hmm. has daily stress. We all uh-huh. have our daily stresses. But those are periods where we consider them to be chronic stress. So we don't see when it's going to end. It's uh, affecting all aspects of life kind of serious stress. Uh-huh. And people were identifying that as stress but it was it was long term mm-hmm. but it was because of something so with stress we can identify the issue mm. that's the difference between stress and anxiety anxiety we could be sitting down here fine and you can just have a panic attack or you can experience anxiety without any particular trigger mm-hmm. the difference between stress and anxiety well the two differences would be anxiety is more long term And it's not always related to a specific incident. Mm. The problem is, 
it was confused in the more in the recent years because we had those chronic stress mm-hmm. periods. Mm. So it was long term anyhow and it was so many different things that you can't really say it was because That's of tough. one thing. So we characterize a lot of anxiety as stress mm-hmm. but I can understand why it was hard to tease apart, especially recently. Yeah. I actually you know, we we We've gone there. <laughs> so while we've already gone there, let's stay here for a little bit. We know that we're now in entering into um, hurricane season. Mm-hmm. It has started. It started. The long-term effects mm-hmm. of Hurricane Alma for a lot of persons mm-hmm. still exist. So much PTSD. And that is where I wanted to go. So into much PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. So many, so much PTSD um, exists in Anguilla, especially because of Hurricane Alma. And we don't really speak about it. Mm-hmm. But it's easy, well, easy for me as a professional to identify um, and if you pay close enough attention, it will be easy for a lot of people to identify. If the wind blows too hard, somebody mm-hmm. might say, well, what is outside, Alma? Mm-hmm. And we pass it off as a joke, but there are people that are afraid of thunder now. Mm-hmm. There are people that are afraid of high winds, afraid of rain. There are people that hear loud bangs and they automatically jump. There are people that have fears of being home alone. There are people who are dreading the fact that June 1st, I was about to say, I think, mm-hmm. you know, I even in myself, I know, I feel when I tense, mm-hmm. when June force comes around mm-hmm. and you don't let that out mm-hmm. oh. until November 30th. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember last year in particular, I had a person say to me, oh, well, September is the height. So once this passed and I go, no, I don't feel safe mm-hmm. until November, December force hits. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then it's like, okay, now I can, you know, collect. It, it feels like a collective sigh of relief yeah. when that time period has passed. Because we, we make light of it and we, make, we knock on wood and we say never again. But there are persons that are out there going hurricane season and deadly afraid mm-hmm. that it can happen again. I'm, I'm going to say something and I, and I, I that PTSD from Hurricane Irma is real, it's legit. Mm-hmm. And it's not just adults, it's all children. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. if there's going to be a hurricane, it's in my best interest to put my daughter on a plane mm-hmm. and let her go someplace. My daughter, she practically had her, her fingers in her ears for the entire ordeal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she struggled after for time. Mm-hmm. Like, but she had a fear of thunder from before. Mm-hmm. So we literally had to change her school. She used to go to prophecy in the quarter. Mm-hmm. And she developed a fear of thunder. And you know when Angola picked up with his tourists and the jets would fly over. They used to call me to the school to pick her up. So that's how she ended up as Bethel. Contrary to what Anna Richardson believed, that <laughs> Bethel is just... Anna yeah, strong beliefs. Strong beliefs about <laughs> Bethel. And, and my children look good in that blue and white. They sent my children to road school in the like. They ended up to West End mm-hmm. because 
I am a golden horse. Their mom is a whatever the blue thing is, a blue ram. And we couldn't agree more than to have them both create a different identity because you know road school and valley school don't work. That's a side plot. So Anavar, that's how she ended up at, at, at Beth Hill and in the blue. But that's still like I had I used to literally you gotta say to me, I'm not afraid of thunder, I'm not afraid of thunder. And I'm not no psychologist, but you have to walk through these things. I'm saying all of that to say, like you said, Geneva, like some people right now are carrying those pressures because it's June 1st. Mm -hmm. Business owners don't start thinking. Mm -hmm. Like people subconsciously say, buy gala, play with an island, I wonder if I should secure some just in case they're making mm -hmm. their plans. And that's mm -hmm. not necessarily a bad thing to be planning. Mm -hmm. No. But how much of that pressure should you be putting on yourself, doctor? At, at, at least at this stage when you haven't really sought any help for it. Because truth be told, we haven't sought any help for it. Mm -hmm. the and then, of us. say that again? The majority, the majority of, us. of us haven't sought any help for it. What outlets can we, can we use now that we're at, at the start of hurricane season to say, hey, let me start to do a little positive reinforcement for where these things are concerned? Any recommendations you can give there? I would say um, identifying it is the first step just to say this is something that I'm really experiencing and cognitive behavioral therapy is something that we use a lot for fact checking mm. um, so cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT it's a form of psychotherapy where we um, challenge unhelpful thoughts or so we find evidence against the thoughts that we're thinking when they're irrational especially and that's, that's how you deal with anxiety Yes, that's one of the major um, therapies used for anxiety. And I can speak about that because I used to have anxiety. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean the panic attacks. Mm -hmm. Like, legit. Mm -hmm. And that's, a lot of people don't know, that's one of the reasons I stopped drumming. I was a very wow. good drummer. I was kind of talented. But literally, if I would sit down, mm -hmm. it would start in church. I got up and walked off the drums in the middle of service one time. Mm -hmm. And tracing it back, I can see where it started. Mm -hmm. um, but cognitive behavioral therapy mm -hmm. so the fact checking yes finding evidence mm -hmm. against the irrational thoughts to kind of calm you down a little bit help and you to important. understand what's going on the irrational thoughts because a lot of time we mm -hmm. don't see that you just start to race and you create these mm -hmm. stories mm -hmm. so we are we are now in the midst of let's say we're in the midst of covid mm -hmm. not covid we're in the start of hurricane season even covid mm -hmm. and you're having these thoughts like mm -hmm. how do you start to address those irrational thoughts you find the evidence that you can against it so you are saying that you are anxious about the hurricane but what is the evidence that there is a hurricane coming mm. now and it's constant it's not like a, I'll do this today at the beginning of hurricane season and then I'll be good for the rest of it it's constant as you get these irrational thoughts to start think about it thinking about it so I'm not going to be prepared for the hurricane if a hurricane comes this is what's going to happen to me what are the what's the evidence against that? So I've bought my plywood. I have reinforced my shutters. The I I've done what I can to prepare. So the likelihood of is less than. Mm. So it's about just constantly reminding yourself about the fact that these thoughts aren't fact, and working through that. It's easier done with a professional, but at a base level, that's what I would recommend as well. Also, to get to that point, sometimes if we're feeling really anxious, we really have to force our body to slow down. And as both of you therapy users would know, that breathing is our main technique mm -hmm. for 
slowing down our thoughts, slowing down our body because your body cannot be relaxed and anxious at the same time. Mm-hmm. When you focus and take the time to work on your breathing, focus on your deep breathing, you're kind of telling your body, slow down. It's hard to do when you're in the moment. The moment. Mm-hmm. But the more that you do it, the easier it becomes. And I encourage um, mindfulness techniques, like just standing outside, looking at the clouds, taking in the scent of the air, looking at the movement of the trees in the wind. And for me, as an Anguillian, when I went to school and I heard about mindfulness, I was like, what in the hippie is this? Right? Well, hold on, time <laughs> This is as good as me, my use of the word wonky. <laughs> <laughs> she said, what in the Yes, because they were telling me to, you know, just exist in the here and now. And all I could think about was like a, a field of like hippie signs. It was like, you know, just exist in the here and now. Don't be too judgmental on yourself understand that your mind is made for thinking and so when you get these thoughts just acknowledge them and then continue what you're doing and for me that was like what what it wonders (laughs) i take three minute breathing spaces three times a day every day regardless of where i am and what i'm doing and my three minute breathing space involves me finding a quiet space or if i can't find a quiet space i find somewhere where there's something visually appealing I love the sky. The sky is it. Oh, I was just going to say I'll find a mirror. (laughs) (laughs) I did say this is not a therapist session for iPod, guys. (laughs) If I can, sometimes I'll just focus on the trees. The beach is amazing. I go to um, Backstreet a lot. Um, But just for three minutes, I focus on what I can hear. I focus on the sights that I'm seeing, things that I wouldn't notice normally once I'm just in autopilot and moving. So I literally stand up and look at the clouds moving across the sky. I literally stand up and look at the way that the tree is moving in the wind. I literally look at the different colors of the leaves. I look at the different hues in the sky. And while I'm doing that, for that three minutes, I'm just breathing in and out. And you are looking at me like, what? But Uh, because of the job, it is about being mindful. It's about just being in the moment, allowing yourself Mm -hmm. to take a break. So I'm looking at you because I recently started doing that and I didn't realize what I was doing. Good for you. So, and and then I started doing it to fall asleep. There's an app. I don't know how people survive without iPhone technology. Agreed. I I don't know. And there (laughs) goes my neighbor rolling her eyes. But maybe there's the app for the um, the Android, but there's there's this app called Breed. (laughs) Yes. Um, And I use Breed to fall. That thing is amazing. It is. Like, that thing is amazing. And I I started doing a little bit more research and looking for books that that spoke about just breathing and and the power of it and to calm you down. And I actually think those, when you talk about conflict resolution in school, I would want to see more of those actual practical things happen. Like what you're saying there, before, for me now, if I am ever dealing with any conflict resolution, Mm -hmm. that's something I'm going to do. You take three minutes Mm -hmm. and you're going to focus on the clouds. Mm -hmm. If they look like sheep, rabbit, wolf, whatever, you're going to be able to tell me something. I want to make sure you focus. Because we have to pull ourselves away from situations. And a lot of the times, we just want to go head on into things. And that's not the best approach. Mm-hmm. If I'm being honest, and I'm not I'm not the Dr. Olofemike Banks definition. I'm just absorbing everything that she said over the last couple of episodes and kind of like trying to bring it back. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
how do we how do we get people to hear a bit more of what you're saying here? Are you planning on writing any books, doing any videos, anything like that? Because truth be told, we do. We we are work. We have actually put quite a bit of work into some materials that will be released within mm-hmm. the next few months. And so I we had a collaboration. Look at you. I just trust Of course. We were able to collaborate with Paho okay. um, to create some mental health awareness materials. Um, so there will be videos, there will be flyers, and we're going to be releasing them over time. Mm. Um, within the next few months. So. Can, I make a, can I make a suggestion? Yes, sir. So what I would want our radio stations to come on board with, I, w- I would like for you to do like maybe four or five. This is from the app breed, but we ain't going to bother with the app breed just mm-hmm. now because we have the resource and the mm-hmm. talent here. So if you can get like some three-minute like little clips mm-hmm. and then we can play them on the radio and people can just stop whatever they're doing through the day. A moment of mindfulness. A moment of mindfulness. Look at the random. Oh, now with your best. A moment of mindfulness. I like that. Because truth be told, mm-hmm. the radio is a trigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't want to touch it, but the radio is a trigger. It is. TV is a trigger. It is. YouTube is a trigger. Social so, media yes. is a trigger. And if you notice, I don't know if you noticed, during the height of the pandemic, we did release some. Um, Pictorial thingies <laughs> on social media. Images. Um, images, that's it. Well, so I she, said pictorial. She pictorial had images. hippie, wonky <laughs> thingies. Right. Um, very good. And it was <laughs> about. zip zap over here. <laughs> <laughs> it was about coping um, um, with um, mental health difficulties during the pandemic. And one of the things that we encouraged was to notice and limit your exposure to worry triggers. Oh my God. So social media, the news. The news. It's not news the anymore. News. I, 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 the news sometimes. The news is great because uh, we need to know what's going on. But sometimes the news can be a big trigger because that's of why we don't watch negativity. Fox. We're not going there. We're not going there because that is a trigger. Yeah. And you know the news was. I grew up. I growing up. It was. I was I, no. I, no. I was taught. Every morning you get up, you turn on the news. It wasn't turned on cartoons. It was turned on the news because you need to know what's happening yes. in the world. But then it felt too heavy. Yes. Everything in the world felt and still feels mm-hmm. so heavy. And it's this constant barrage of negative news. It's never anything positive and uplifting. because it it, it... Mm-hmm. And that is... Different topic for a different day. No, no, let's stick but to it. Let's stick no, to because we don't, we, no, we're, we're, we're going to pivot a little bit uh-huh. because we do have some other areas that we need to address. You know, we spent a lot of time speaking about psychology, clinical psychology. We spent some time speaking about the psychosocial aspect. Mm-hmm. And I know that you are not a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't know the difference between a psychologist, a clinical psychologist, mm-hmm. and a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd like for us to spend just a little bit of time, Ivan. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know you're gonna you're gonna educate me now. I'm yeah, I, I, I want I want us to spend a little bit of time mm-hmm. going into what is the difference and what can persons expect and 
Mm. Expect from you. Expect from, you know, um, a psychiatrist. Yes. So the main difference is that I do not, personally, I do not prescribe medication. Um, I deal with the counseling aspect on an individual, familial, relationship, group kind of level. Um, and if someone were to be experiencing a difficulty where they require medication, that's where psychiatry will come in. Um, unfortunately, Geneva's <laughs> adjusting in her seat, we do not have a resident psychiatrist at the moment. We've had a visiting psychiatrist for quite some time under health authority, um, and we have one that works remotely now as well. That person only sees health authority clients at the moment. However, for Ivan, it's in the budget for now and I, and I for health that. authority to oh. have a psychiatrist, and they are actively searching for one, which I think is very much needed. I think there's also a huge amount of taboo about medication and it's not that it's taboo they just prefer weed <laughs> no we're gonna get real but i don't they, think so i think that people think if you take a tablet it means you're crazy mm-hmm. whereas sometimes mental health difficulties do alter the chemistry of your body of alter the chemistry of your brain and sometimes medication is helpful mm-hmm. um a lot of the time depending on the severity, medication is helpful um, in collaboration with therapy as well Mm -hmm. um, to get that person back to where they need to be. And I like to compare it to um, blood pressure, high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. If I go to the doctor and I notice that my blood pressure is rising, the first thing they're going to tell me to do is what? Change your diet, exercise. Mm -hmm. If it gets to the point where... It needs to be. It's too high and diet and exercise can't fix it. What are they going to tell me? I'm putting you on these tablets. It's the mm. same thing with mental health difficulties. If you if you notice it when it's just beginning, the first thing you can try is to alter your lifestyle. Right. You can try the counseling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can try those coping strategies that you know can evoke that kind of change. But if it gets to the point where it's very severe, medication is often necessary. And it's nothing to be ashamed of, just as it is if you have high blood pressure. It's something that you need to make yourself feel better, to make yourself function better. And Mm -hmm. it shows your commitment to being better. Okay, let's let's go somewhere. We're going. I'm going to tell Mm -hmm. Glenn Eva where we're going, but we're going there. Truth be told, a lot of persons in our community... Now, I I have a particular stance on marijuana. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My stance is... And I'll be open with it. It doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. I think it has its place. Mm-hmm. When I can see the benefits of drinking the tea, mm-hmm. on health standpoint, every mul- multiple layers of benefits, I can I can see that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people get into the use because of the relief that it provides mm-hmm. outside of the counseling, outside of any other medication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was going when I said they use it. Mm-hmm. I'm not calling mm-hmm. anybody down who's doing it. Mm-hmm. But where do we go as a society to ensure that we stop um, self-prescribing yeah. mm-hmm. and this type of thing? You see, mm-hmm. the difficulty is just like alcohol, marijuana, 
as you say, it has its place when used in moderation, when not affecting anything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. But they're also often comorbid with psychiatric difficulties. Mm-hmm. And because they're also brain-altering situations, mm-hmm. they can intensify um, a psychiatric difficulty as well. Um, we self-medicate in the Caribbean a lot right. with marijuana and alcohol. Oh, yeah, that's on the rise. We have a culture of alcoholism. Be careful what you say because people are offended by the truth. In Anguilla, we say have a culture of alcoholism. But did you and just really say that? I repeated twice. it twice. No, I didn't hear and that. I, and I'll, I'll say it a third time. Mm-hmm. In Anguilla, we have a culture of alcoholism mm-hmm. and we don't identify it as, as such. such. Mm-hmm. I, and alcoholism, I, Ivan, I am sorry, <laughs> is the abuse mm-hmm. of alcohol mm-hmm. it is not simply just i can take mm-hmm. a drink and walk away and be a mm-hmm. somewhat social drinker i am not dependent and the doctor mm-hmm. will tell me if i am heading down the wrong path mm-hmm. i am not codependent on alcohol to survive mm-hmm. i am not using alcohol to self-medicate mm-hmm. or self-soothe mm-hmm. um and I, I promise this is leading into a question. What outlet exists for persons who are alcoholics? In order for there to be an outlet, we all we have to be ready to fully accept that it is a big issue. So you I think the professionals uh-huh. understand and recognize that it's an issue. But it's a huge culture shift to say that we would bring a rehab center here. They need it. You want to know why they need it? Because we. why we need it? Mm-hmm. Us, they, we, them, every pronoun possible. Anguilla need this. You want to know why? The big cry during COVID. Mm-hmm. One of the big cries. I got the cars. I side for myself. Government shut down certain areas. Mm-hmm. And you know what they were doing first thing? going out to buy alcohol. They were at the Chinese stores, at the supermarkets, at everywhere else that they could but find some alcohol. We, we, we have to recognize, though, that that is their coping mechanism. It's what they've chosen or what they've gotten used to as coping. So people with alcohol dependency issues, it's not because they decide or they wake up one day and decide, I want to be an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's because this is something that I've discovered that makes me feel better or makes me not feel. Mm. And that's what I want. Ooh, you can't do that. Well, I can't say you can't. You shouldn't do that. You can't give me these like really, really nice nuggets and then just... <laughs> say that one more time. I... You don't remember what you said. <laughs> you said it because it makes me feel better mm-hmm. or make me not feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people are looking for. Because life is hard, and without the outlet for speaking or without feeling like we have the permission to speak, mm-hmm. we find something else to do. How, how, how do we get away from here? Awareness, initiatives, and just that, that in particular requires a big culture shift. Wow. Um... That's a that's a lot to unpack. Yep. 
and we we haven't even really scratched the surface of where we need to go. But I I would I would beckon to to leave us on this note unless you have something no, else because no, I, I think we've we've gotten at the point where it is heavy. Ah, uh, yeah, and I think I need to stop me personally because you've said some things there, and I can see now. I can see the alignment now for where things are going. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the things that we're doing out there, oh, there's a big drug abuse problem in the schools that we don't want to address. Mm-hmm. We're told that the children are coming to school with alcohol on their breath. Mm-hmm. And you said it uh, in full context just now, and so eloquent if I might use that word, um, just because I want to use a big word at this point, because <laughs> if I really said what I wanted to say about it, you know, I might, I might, I might be reprimanded, but it's the blatant truth. They're doing it because it makes them either feel better or they, it makes them don't feel. Mm-hmm. And running away from your problems never solves them. Mm-hmm. So we're at a point in our society where we have our kids abusing drugs and alcohol, our adults abusing drugs and alcohol. When are we going to wake up? When are we gonna when are we gonna wake up? Mm. We have a number of initiatives that you're you're putting out there. A number of things that I'm happy to hear about the peer national parenting plan, the work that you're doing through your office, but it just doesn't take you. Mm. And the fifteen people that I'm gonna plug again for you to get. Is 15 an okay number for you? Uh, that's that. That's a start. That sounds okay. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna start with 15. Okay. Competent, trained, mm-hmm. ready to work. What do you need in your office space? I'm being serious. <laughs> My office space is quite comfortable. Thank so you don't need individual constant rooms with beds and stuff. You, I like tell me on progress Do- report. What do you need? Dr. Banks's um. Office space is quite, quite comfortable. Nice, it? it is quite comfortable. I haven't been there. No, however, go however, however, I'm, I'm going to make the plug for you. The outside and the exterior of the office space, Ivan, since you are so good at that, it can take some. So where is this space? It's unit 20 in the commercial complex. I, I, okay, so we need to move you from there. Here's why we need we to move you from moved. there. <laughs> no, so here's why we need... No, you got to understand, I think, I think big. You just told me moments ago about going outside and absorbing the clothes. In the, you can't do any commercial complex. I can't. However, depending on the situation, sometimes we make use of the beauty of Anguilla. We move out of the office. So this is what I want. And I think, you know, all these social projects that come in here now because the government have these things attached to MOUs. I am putting a plug. I am plugging in the plug that you're going to need a space someplace out on Crocus Hill because our uh, uh, sandy ground that looks over the ocean. Mm-hmm. Nice green lawn. You're going to have a... Yeah, man. Let's, 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 <laughs> we, let's we manifest the, this. this you're going to have ample parking. You're going to have not just... Not but just your whole fifteen staff. Yeah, your whole fifteen staff, but the patients <laughs> that they're gonna see as well. You're gonna have those little gym type things outside for the kids to, the children, cause they're the same, yeah, to 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 function and so, to come out. Uh-huh. You're gonna have all those seating area. You're gonna have a fire pit. You're gonna have, you're <laughs> gonna have a facility. Yeah, I was I was about to say I can 
see where everyone is going with this our mental wellness Mm -hmm. facility that's exactly what and so that is what we are aiming towards we want a mental wellness premier we need (laughs) we want a mental wellness facility we need a mental wellness facility Where where you want it? Because I said Crocus Bay, but you might not like it. We, we're going to discuss, we're going to discuss no, it. No, we're going to put it on the record. <laughs> wrong show. Wrong show. But <laughs> wrong tag. But where do you want it? I, this is how things manifest. This is how I... Be, listen, I, this is something I practice all the time. The Bible tells you life and death is in the power of your tongue. The Scientologists tell you you manifest what you speak is the same thing. So where do you want this facility? No pressure. Pick two places. Two places. Yes. I like Crocus Hill. I like Meads Bay as well because the sunset is beautiful. Tell me about it. Okay, so we want two facilities, Premier. We want one in, in Crocus Hill and we want one in Meads Bay. No, you got to listen. It got to be the right time for the right things to happen. The conversation is now. I feel, you know, when you... This is just something I live by. That's how things manifest. We don't know how far this show is going to reach. We have all sorts of people who are philanthropists and all sort of things that come and visit this island. I think this is a worthwhile and noteworthy project. I think government doesn't have the funding to get the staff now, but it's going to come. And when I say now, I mean right now while we're filming this show. Um, I'm believing and I'm I'm, I'm hoping and um, putting a plug that we're going to make some things manifest. And we need a facility as well. We need need those places that we can pull away from. So we're going to have this facility in short order I'm, yes, I'm not backing down from that you yes, got my support even if I gotta pull a line I ain't laying the blocks I ain't laying that yet but I will <laughs> pull a line and I will come and cut the grass if it needs be when it's built anything else you want in this facility because I'm not joking about it see what, what we're gonna pool too? what we're gonna do is we're gonna have Dr. Banks back at some point and Banks Devinish back at some point with Full plans. Full plans. Once we, once, once we are moving forward on this facility. Put it down on paper where you want. Let's build this. Manifest room. it. Mm-hmm. So we need it. We do. We are here. Mm-hmm. We are manifesting. Mm-hmm. We are ending. We are ending. It has been, again, a conversation worth having. It's a conversation I am thankful we had the opportunity to have. Yes. I think it would be remiss of us. We started it with the number for safe. Yes. Yes. We're going to end it with the number for safe. Definitely. Um, I think we can walk on getting this number up. And when we post this video on yeah. YouTube, we can have that number running across. Almost yes. like a banner. I leave that to the technical guys. Uh-huh. So that persons are aware. Definitely. That they can call safe. Seven, seven two, two three three. That's it. Nothing that is else. it. Psychosocial. Thank you. This has been another great episode. It's our first two part um, <laughs> episode of Progress Report. Yes. Thank you so much for being with us, Doctor Banks. I mean, she actually had pleasure. an exclusive. Yes. Several. Several. I have to go back again. That we are about to get our our mental wellness facility. I'm happy. To Looking get forward it. to that. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna mention oh, this. Oh, I believe over. you. You try, trust me. <laughs> I will. Appreciate I, it though, because it's really needed. It is, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not gonna even say bye. I'm just gonna say mental wellness facility. <laughs> yes, mental wellness mental facility. Mental wellness facility. And remember to have your moment of mindfulness. mindfulness. Your moment of mindfulness, and you can have several moments of mindfulness at the mental wellness facility. <laughs> like that. 
Thank you, everyone. <laughs>